sticks out for Harambe. You know what I'm really disappointed about? Because We're recording, it's not, by the way. Oh, great. Because it's not <laughs> relevant anymore. Because he's not president anymore. But I wanted to fuck 45 hats so bad. And I never got one. <laughs> Just to have it. You're right. Are you going to leave this in? Yeah, of course. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Fuck 45 while we're here. <laughs> okay. okay. What's up? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mountain Mysteries. We're doing a little bit of a different kind of segment today. We're going to do something called Haunted Holler, where my lovely spouse, M, over here is going to tell us a story of the paranormal or something creature-related um, I have no idea exactly what this story is going to entail, so I'm just going to pass it on over to them. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch. This is some shit from a really long time ago, so if you've <laughs> never heard of it, then, then it's because it's from a really long time ago. <laughs> um, okay, all right, all right. So our, our story is going to center primarily around a, a guy named John Bell, but it's really about his whole family. Um, but I guess we'll just start out with him. So dude was born in Edgecombe County, North Carolina in 1750. Um, and when he was like... So when you say way back, this is like... Oh, like way, way back, back, dude. Like okay. this story ends in the, I think 1934 is the last like thing that we're going to touch on and mm-hmm. that's 107 years in the future for this story holy shit yeah okay all right let's so, go so john bell um north carolina <laughs> <laughs> he uh was an apprentice barrel maker when he was growing okay. up because that's barrels. that's the trade you know like that's what you that's what you did in edgecombe county north carolina in 1750 you um, made fucking barrels you made barrels <laughs> Um, but then, you know, eventually he was like, nah, fuck that. I don't want to make barrels anymore. So he, (laughs) he became a farmer, um, and he was really good at it. Uh, and he met, I'm going to use the term woman loosely. Okay. Now listen, (laughs) What? no, listen, listen. So John was born in 1750, right? Mm -hmm. So this quote unquote woman was born in 1770. And they got married in 1782. Now, if you don't want to do that math, I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you. When they got married, he was 32 and Lucy was 12. Ew. Isn't that delicious? Scrumptious. Right? But we, they did at oh least wait until she was 20 to have kids. So oh good on them for that, I guess. Um, all right. So they've got a whole slew of children. Um and some of them were born before the move to the place that the story is centered around. And some of them were born like so close to it that they were too young to remember. I think they have one that was born afterwards. Um, so they've got Jesse, who's the oldest. And they've got John Jr. Then Drury. Drury. <laughs> what what kind of name is that, right? Yeah. Then they had one named Benjamin, who I couldn't find really any information on, except that um, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if he was stillborn or if he died like as a baby, mm. but something like that. And then they had Esther. Wait for it, Zadok. Zadok. Yep. I kind of like that. Um, Betsy, 
was the youngest daughter and the story actually centers on her just about as much as it centers on John. Um, and then there was Richard and then there was Joel. Um, and so Richard and Joel, I believe were, oh, and actually Betsy too, were born right after the move. Um, so dude's a farmer. They're married. They've got all these kids. He needs to support them. Mm -hmm. And, all of their crops stop growing. Um, the uh, land where they're living at first is just bad in North Carolina. Everybody's having a hard time. Um, and they try to make it work for like three years. And then sometime in the winter of like between 1804 and 1805, they move to this place that was then known as the Red River Community. Um, but it's, it's now what would be Robertson County or Adams, Tennessee. Okay. Um. Oh, this is, this is just, okay. Just a little bit just, south of us. Yeah. yeah. We could knock on their door right now. Um, so. Ring a ding ding. They moved. <laughs> <laughs> they, they moved to the Red River community. Um, and their farm is super successful there. Like, they've mm -hmm. got this big, really nice farm. They're doing all kinds of good, successful stuff, selling all their produce, making a living for the family. He actually um, became an elder. John became an elder of the Red River Baptist Church for a while, mm -hmm. but he was eventually excommunicated. Um, however, the reason... Why does that always happen? I don't know. It's like, I don't know. every single person in a church that's like ever in a story like this, eventually well, is excommunicated. Okay. But the thing is here, there is no surefire answer as to whether it was like some kind of like bad business that was going on because that's theorized or if it was because of the influence of the Bell Witch and everything that was going on in the story. Okay, come on. All right. <clears throat> so they moved there, 1804, 1805, and everything's good for the first like 10 plus a few years. Okay. Right? Um, everything's fine, dudes doing the church thing, doing the farm thing. And then one day in 1817, John Bell is walking through his cornfield and he comes across this animal. Mm. And this animal has the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. What the fuck? That's what John thought too, right? So he... <laughs> So he like on site shoots this little fucker. Like he just pulls out his gun and is like, you're like, this is not natural. You're toast. You're smoke, right? tell me. But instead of shooting it, mm -hmm. dude shoots nothing. Because as soon as he shoots at it, it disappears, like completely vanishes. It's just gone. Schizophrenia. Um, so so Loki, that's what John kind of thought. Actually. Which he was just insane. He was like, I'm crazy, or I'm like seeing shit or whatever. He wasn't even gonna mention it. Like he wasn't even gonna bring it up to his family. However, the same night that that happened, while they were sitting down for dinner, all around the outside of their house, mm -hmm. they heard what sounded like somebody like banging and beating on the walls. I hate this. <laughs> and so it stopped that night before they could like go check and like try to see what was going on. But it kept happening literally for weeks, every single night after that. And um, every time they would go outside and like try to catch whoever was doing it, there was yeah. nobody there. Um, <clears throat> so from that point, it just escalated. And so um, the kids 
started complaining at night that they could hear rats chewing on their bedposts. Which is a really gross, like, thing about... What the fuck, Like, as a sensory descriptor, hearing rats chewing on your bedposts is disgusting. Ew. That gives Um, me, like, a weird feeling in my fucking shoulders. I I don't like it. (laughs) But they never actually saw anything. They could never find the rats. Um, And so after that happened, they started waking up to something like ripping their blankets off of them and pulling their pillows out from under their heads. And all of this weird shit. (laughs) Um, Whatever this is, is fucking trifling. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't get no sleep because of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she go on. She just runs through the house banging pots together. You can't see her, but they're just floating, banging. <laughs> I ain't get no sleep because of y'all. Oh my God, wait. She predicted shit? Like later on, we'll get to some shit that she predicted happening. What if she had predicted meme culture? Oh, fuck, bro. Yes. I'm saying. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, um... After that happened, so before that point, up to then, there had been nothing but, like, these these weird encounters, and they were scary. Like, it was freaking people out, but she wasn't hurting anybody. And also, there was no, um, there were no, like, vocals to any of this. There was no, like, indication that whatever no this was had a voice, right? Okay. So, after... Um, so, the, wh- hold up. You're telling me that they eventually talk to this thing? Oh, hang on. Oh, okay. Just wait, because everybody talks to this thing. So at first, it was nothing. It was none of that. Um, But after the blankets and pillows being ripped off the kids' beds, whole thing, it progressed to they started hearing what sounded like an old woman singing hymns. Oh. Yeah. Um. Wait, I'm going to chime in here for a second. Haley's also just like in the background here. <laughs> so you're going to be. Yeah, no, she's just laying here. You're going to be hearing some input from her. So, okay, go on. <laughs> okay. So they start hearing what they think sounds like an old woman singing hymns. And this is happening like all over the farm, all over their house, like everywhere. They can hear her. Um, and this is when it starts escalating to. A dangerous situation. So before this point, it's just been scary, creepy, weird. The next thing that starts happening is that the youngest daughter, Elizabeth or Betsy Bell, starts being physically abused by this thing. Oh, God. So, of course, for a little while, you know, there was speculation within, like, the community and whatever that... Someone was doing it. ...were abusing her, right? Of course. Um, But she herself, all of her siblings... Like, they were like, no, God, like, that's not what's happening. Like, nothing's wrong. Don't worry about it. They didn't want to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was, like, having her hair pulled, and she was, like, being slapped in the face. And she ended up with, like, welts and, like, bruises and all kinds of stuff just Holy all fuck. over her body. She was so heavily targeted. And I, I'm just going to go ahead and say, because it was a question that I had this early on in my research, there's no reason for that. They're never, it never comes up as to why Betsy is the one that she is so malicious toward out of all of the children. Um, But she's awful to her. And so this scares the shit out of John, right? Because that's his kid. And not only is it his kid, it's his youngest daughter. Of course. Um, And so this happening prompts him to tell their neighbor and his best friend, James Johnson, um, about what's going on. And so James is like, okay, 
well, there's nothing that you can do to get rid of it. I'm sure that there's not going to be anything that I can do to get rid of it either. Yeah. But like there. He's like, homie, what, what the fuck do you want right, me to do? I right, can't even like, see this bitch. Everything's like, fucked up. But they're like not sleeping ever um, because the shit's happening like all night. Betsy's getting beaten half to death every night. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, the least that we can do for you is that like I can come over or my son James can come over. And we can, like, spend the night and try to, like, keep her occupied so she'll leave you alone so you guys can sleep. Yeah. So this begins the doorway of people communicating directly Mm. with this entity. Oh, fuck. Right. So um, John Johnson, James Johnson's son. Mm -hmm. I think I said that backwards a minute ago. Anyway, John's (laughs) the son. Okay. Um, he really frequently started staying at their house overnight and he would sit up and talk with the witch. Um, and he wanted just to know, chill. Like, how you doing? Yeah, like, boo? how you doing? What's up, baby? <laughs> um, he wanted to know like how fucky she really was. Right? Okay. So as, as to kind of like test her, um, they're hanging out one night, just chilling as they do. <laughs> and he's like, shit. Okay. What did my Dutch step-grandmother in North Carolina say when one of her slaves did something wrong? Oh, my God. And this bitch Uh says, hut tut, what has happened now? Ew. And so, not only is this correct, not only is hut tut a, a Dutch term that means, no, no, like, don't do that. She repeated it to him in his grandmother's voice. Oh, I got chili bumps, boy. Right? Isn't that disgusting? (laughs) Um, So she really didn't like him. And it seems throughout the entire story kind of like there's no rhyme or reason for who she does and doesn't like Mm -hmm. and who she does want to torment and who she whatever. Like, it's kind of all over the place. But she doesn't like John Johnson. However... John has a younger brother named Calvin, mm-hmm. who the Bell Witch was literally quoted saying about, there is no finer man in this country than Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson is the only person documented to have touched her. Ew, 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 ew. So she could touch whoever she wanted. She could, like, slap the shit out of them, pull their hair, whatever, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Like, she could fuck up people's shit. She could give, but she can't take. She allowed <laughs> Calvin Johnson to shake her hand. So can he see this? No. He can't see it. It's just a, a physical touch sensation. Yes. And he said it was cold. Ew, 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 ew. Yeah. God damn. Isn't that fucking weird? No. Um, <laughs> and there was all kinds of weird little stuff that went on throughout this entire time. Like there was all kinds of stuff that happened with the Bell Witch just throughout the years. All kinds of little things. And like I was saying, it's funny because it seems like there's no rhyme or reason to who she liked and who she didn't. And there was even a time that she literally was like, um, so Jesse, the, the oldest mm-hmm. son yeah. was gone on a business trip and she literally like checked in on him coming back and went and told Lucy, cause he like didn't live with them anymore. He was grown, mm-hmm. um, went and told Lucy that he had gotten back safe and that he was at his house reading a book, just chilling out. Um, and so he came to their house the next morning, like to visit them. Yeah. Um, 
because he had been gone for a while, and he was like, last night my front door just randomly opened and shut while I was sitting on the couch reading a book. Um. So she was just like, so hello! He literally, yeah, she just went to check on him. Like, just... I fucking hate this. Like, I I hate it. She seems creepy as shit, obviously. But at the same time, she kind of just seems like a homie. (laughs) Sometimes she is. Sometimes she is. But then, like, she was awful to, like, people like Betsy. So, um, and so John Jr. Yeah. Really, really hated her. Of course. Like, really hated her. And so everybody else um that knew about her in the community and everybody like in the household was really scared of her mm-hmm. um but he was not he would like straight up yell at her like curse her challenge her tell her that he wasn't going to back down from her and she loved him mm. for that Ew. right so she said that she like super super respected him because she could have like intelligent debate with him um, and you would think, you know, with the way that she is to, to some people that she would have like hated him and hated being challenged, but she loved she it. She loved it. She loved it. Um, and so it's, as we go through the kids here, Drury was actually one of the very first people after John to experience an apparition Oh, okay. Actually seeing her rather than just talking well, and feeling seeing, her. Well, seeing quote unquote her, because remember when John saw her, it was as that animal. Oh yeah, that's true. Right? It was as the dog bunny hybrid thing. And I'm, so, I'm calling it right here now. This bitch a demon. I'm saying, dude. So um, the way that Drury saw her was as a bird. Um. They got was, into some like fermented corn or something. Dude, I'm saying it. <laughs> They're I'm saying it. Hallucinating. So it was like this huge bird sitting on the fence by the road leading up to their house, and he was gonna shoot it because like food, because right. you know, um, and it just vanished, just like uh, the dog thing had done when John shot at it. Wow, dude. So he was absolutely terrified of her, um, and he was mostly super scared of her because of like everything that she did to Betsy and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so then after that, the, the first, uh, sister Esther was the next one to see her. Mm -hmm. And this one is kind of up for a lot of speculation because she was young and not very descriptive about it, but there was a field across from their house that had a bunch of little saplings. Uh Uh-huh. And she was quoted saying that she saw a witch family sitting in the saplings. Ew. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. I hate that. I don't know. This is giving me like big the witch movie I like know. vibes, it's like funny. the movie. So um I don't know if Zadek just didn't want to be involved in all this or what, but apparently, according to... He didn't get into the fermented corn. I guess not. (laughs) According to everything that I could find, all the sources that I looked at, there were no known encounters between him and the witch. Okay. Um, So then there was Elizabeth, who obviously, as I've been saying the entire time, was super, super heavily targeted. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So after John, which we'll get into that later, but but the physical torment to her was easily the worst after him. Um, and way after this was, like, over, mm-hmm. um, 
I'm going to skip ahead for a second because I just feel like I need to address this. In uh, 1849, the Saturday Evening Post published a story which actually was supposed to be um, the first commercially published account of the Bell Witch. Uh, but in the story, they implicated her. What? Elizabeth, as, as having like made it all up. And so she like started threatening them with legal action, and they publicly apologized and took the the story out of the paper but holy they, shit dude because they were like fucked up and they couldn't figure out what yeah really had happened um obviously they did was... they didn't want to believe you know that something that you can't see or touch or anything like that like was causing physical harm yeah exactly exactly so they yeah they just wanted somebody to pin it on essentially um so richard bell was really young when all of this started happening um, but he remembered really, really well some of the stuff that happened, especially to Betsy, because it was so violent and so insane. And so he actually wrote the only known eyewitness account of the whole thing, which was titled Our Family Trouble. Um, but the document has never surfaced. It's never been presented for analysis. And he would never attest to its existence. Ew, what the fuck? I don't know. Well, now... So then... um, Now I'm angry because now I just want to fucking know about it. Right. Like, I want to read it. Same. There is a book on it that I think we should... We should look into. Yeah, yeah, but but that one doesn't exist. And then, so the the very youngest, um, Joel, was way too young to actually remember pretty much anything that happened, but he knew a lot about it because his mom and his siblings told him, like, a whole lot of stuff about everything that went on. Mm -hmm. Um... And he actually, after the original Bell house that was there was, like, demolished because mm-hmm. it was, like... A shack. Fucked. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he actually used some of the material from it, like some of the logs and stones and stuff, to build his own house. Um, That's where he done fucked up. Um, he done goofed. So, yeah, a bunch of weird shit started happening in his house. Um... So there were like two super well-documented incidents, I think. Um, And one of those was that there was a bag full of medication vials that started shaking like really loudly and something else. um, Let's see. There were, yeah, there were some soldiers who visited him. Um... From the army because he was discharged. Mm-hmm. They went to see him and they reported hearing like weird shit uh, in the kitchen and on the grounds outside. And there was a dog that went insane while they were there and fought something that was like invisible. So, Jesus Christ. Just even like the materials of the house had really crazy, batshit fucking vibes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. There's all kinds of absolutely insane shit going on. Um, And weird shit starts getting weirder because after she's been beating the shit out of Betsy Mm -hmm. and all this crazy stuff, she gets so strong that she can quote scripture and she can even quote full sermons. (gasps) 
Ew, a witch doing this? Yes. Ew, ew, ew. I'm telling you, demon, demon. So, no, no, no. <laughs> so listen, at one time, it is documented that she quoted two separate sermons that were given at the same time on the same day at two separate churches 13 miles apart. What? This bitch getting fucking yeah. franchises. So that was when word of her started really super spreading, right? Because like, what the fuck? Holy shit, um, dude. So it starts spreading like wildfire. And Mr. General Andrew Jackson hears about it. And um, Andrew Jackson as in like... General Andrew Jackson, bro. Wait, are you talking about like Andrew Jackson? Isn't he the one on the $20 bill? <laughs> Is he with the one on, tw- on the twenty dollar bill? You're asking the wrong one. Fuck, I don't know, man. We are not <laughs> historians. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> we are so, not historians. So, John Jr., Drury, and Jesse Bell all fought under him in the Battle of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So he knew them pretty well, and he felt comfortable enough with the whole family to be like, "Hey, I want to come visit your farm and see if I can experience anything myself." Oh right? God. So. In 1819, he takes a a little entourage of his men and some horses and shit, um, and he decides that he's going to go to the Bell Farm. And when they get to the property line, their carriage gets stuck in a muddy creek bed, mm-hmm. they think. No. But actually oh, what's going on is the carriage is not stuck. The horses just refuse to move any farther. No. No. No, no, no. So they're all standing there, super frustrated, trying to figure out what the hell's going on, why their horses won't move. Like, is there a snake somewhere? Is Like, they don't know. And then Andrew realizes, and he's like, shit, this, that bitch. Right. This that bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he knows that it's her. HBIC. He's like this that bell witch. <laughs> um, and so he says this out loud. Mm-hmm. This that bell witch. And <laughs> and in response, there is a disembodied female voice no. that says, "Y'all can go on. I'll see you later." What? And the horses just take the fuck off. That bell bitch, that am I right? bitch, I'm saying, dude. She just fucking with people. So they take off. They make it all the way um, up the rest of the property to the house without a hitch. Nothing else goes wrong. Like, there's no problem with the carriage. They just weren't allowed to move right then, apparently. Um, so they get to the house, and one of these assholes that Andrew Jackson brought with him starts claiming that he is a quote-unquote witch tamer. right because nothing's happened for a few hours and he pulls out a pistol and he's like (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to i couldn't resist so he pulls out a pistol and he's like i got a silver bullet in this bitch (laughs) right and it'll kill what the fuck ever is out here and he says because they've been there for like hours at this point right he says the reason that nothing has happened to them yet is because whatever's been fucking with this family is afraid of his silver bullet. Ah, oh, uh, okay. You got little man syndrome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm fucking saying. Little man yeah. syndrome. Little for sure. man syndrome. So as soon as he says this, Bro just starts screaming. <laughs> right? And his entire body 
Like all of his limbs are being jerked in different directions. Ah. And he says that he is like, feels like he's being stuck with pins and needles. <gasps> and then it's like visible that he's being like severely beaten, except you can't, they couldn't see what was doing it. Jesus Christ. So then my favorite part, he gets literally kicked in the ass <laughs> and it kicks him out the door of the house. <laughs> That's what you fucking get. She dude. said, bitch, I'm not afraid of you or your silver bullet. So, <laughs> so bitch is mad, right? Yes. And so after she kicks his, his ass out of the house, literally, um, she's like, there's another fraud in this party of men. And I'll identify him tomorrow evening. Oh, my God. So they're all like freaked the fuck out because they don't know who it is, what she's going to do to him. What the fuck's going on? And they're all like begging Jackson to leave. They're all like, holy fuck. I looked it up and Andrew Jackson is on the $20 bill, just so you know. Congratulations. Okay. I did know, but thanks. <laughs> um, so they're all begging him to leave. And Andrew Jackson's like, wait a damn minute. I want to know who this other fucking fraud is. <laughs> Fair. So he's like, we're not leaving. We're not leaving until tomorrow evening when she can tell me what she's talking about. And so they all go outside to go to sleep in their tents. They're all still begging him to leave. And nobody knows exactly what happened next. What? But the next morning, all the dudes, Jackson included, were spotted in Springfield on their way back to Nashville. Okay. And Jackson is quoted having said, I would rather fight the British at New Orleans than fight the Bell Witch. Oh my God. All right. This done got me fucked up. So around this same time in 19, in 1819, I feel like I've been saying 19. If I've been saying 1900 anything, I meant 18. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So in, in 1819, John Bell starts getting sick, right? He starts experiencing these episodes of twitching all over his face. He's having a hard time swallowing, like all this crazy shit. He's having seizures. Um, you mean everything so that I'm Haley haunted. goes through? Haley's I'm haunted. Haley's haunted as shit. Haley's haunted as shit. That's what it um, is. And actually later... Um, what? Was that not open before? No, it wasn't. Oh, fuck yeah. Our closet door just opened. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Okay, go it. on. I'm so sorry. Okay. Go on. <laughs> um, anyway, so later um, it is attempted to be linked to the first like ever case of Bell's palsy, but it's not the same thing at all. And there was never like, what? Bell's palsy. Come on. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. It's okay. just like, the name so Bill anyway, is going to fucking trigger me. This from shit me. all starts happening in 1819. He gets super, super sick. And by the fall of 1820, he's so sick that he can't leave the house. Wow. And this whole time that he's been sick, this bitch has been threatening to kill him. What? She's like saying that she's going to, I don't know. And that's what I was saying earlier. She like, just doesn't like him. She, he's just one of the people that she happens not to like. Like, she's not fucked him up to the point that he's... Dying. Like, right. And like- <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but she, yeah, she just doesn't like him. She was quoted at one point as having said that he wasn't a good man. Whatever mm. that means. Um, so that's that's interesting. I don't know, but... So, so honestly, I kind of love her. I get it. 
like in a weird besides way. Besides the kid beating. But yeah, besides the. Discipline. No. <laughs> oh my God. No, besides the kid beating. Absolutely. I'm just saying like, she kind of like, I don't know, she, calls like, people out on they bullshit. The and she's like, yeah. You're a little bitch with your little silver bullet. Like, well, no, I love that. Like, that's yeah. definitely like, my iconic. that's my favorite iconic Bell Witch. A movie. feminist icon, right there. Honestly, <laughs> a feminist fucking icon. Okay. Um, <laughs> go on. Okay, so by fall of 1920, he can't leave the house. This bitch is plotting to kill him. Like, she's saying that she's gonna kill him. Walking all around the farm, like cursing him, um, cursing quote unquote. Old Jack Bell. That's her nickname for him. She calls mm-hmm. him Old Jack Bell. And so on December 19th of 1820, he goes into a coma. Oh. And the next morning he dies. Oh. Right? So immediately afterward, the family finds this weird, unmarked vi- vial of liquid. This black liquid. I thought you were going to say vibrator. This weird, unmarked vibrator. And they're like, man, the Bell Witch really out here getting it. Before her time. Um, she done fucked me up. She done fucked me up, you know? Um, okay, no, no. There is a weird unmarked vial of this unidentifiable black liquid in one of their cabinets. Mm. Just out of nowhere, vibing. Um, and they know by this point, like this has been going on. This is 1820 now. They started experiencing this shit with her in 1817. Wow. Dude. So they know. 50 years. Right? <laughs> Wait, are you good? 15 years. Okay. Even if, even if it went from 1920 to 1920. That's, that's what I heard. That's almost 100 years. Oh. Okay, well, three years. I dread going back to college. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God, go on. God damn it. They know that anything that's fucky in their lives is because of this bitch, right? Yes. So they know that they should not come into contact with whatever this shit is because they just found it in a cabinet. They're like, I don't know what this is. Like, it's... Got, y'all got me fucked up. Free drink. Free drink. Um... <laughs> So they know better than to come into any contact with it, but they're like, okay. Soy sauce. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Hibachi seasoning. All right, go on. Okay. So none of them is going to drink it. They're not going to touch it. They're not going to do anything with it, but they want to know what it is. So John Jr. takes it. And tips it to the mouth of the family cat. Wow. What the fuck? Because he had to know. He had to know what it was. And the cat leapt into the air, turned over, smacked back onto the floor, and died. So it's concentrated cocaine. Instantly died. Oh, my God. Um, That's awful. So the witch thought this was hysterical. No. Right. Oh my god. And this bitch. I've changed my mind. I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. Oh my god. No. Yeah. I hate it. So John Jr.'s like, fuck a bunch of that shit, and he yeets the vial into the fireplace. Yes. And everything else that's in it just 
bursts into this bright blue flame and shoots straight up the chimney. Ew. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? So, so his death, dude's death, is literally the only one ever in at least the history of the U.S., maybe the world, I can't remember, but um, th- they officially ruled it, like, due to paranormal circumstances. Holy shit. Yeah. This bitch is crazy. Yes. Is does the bell house or is there a Well, it doesn't exist anymore, but you can the farm does. The farm does? The farm can you does. visit it? I I don't know. Oh. Um, I think that you can because there are accounts later that I'll get to at the very end. Okay. Um but I think you can. Okay. So his funeral is huge. It's the biggest funeral ever ever held in what is now Robertson County, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um he was eulogized by three separate preachers. Like, it's huge, this big thing. Like, everybody loved him. It was all a big deal. And then at the end of the ceremony, guess who? The Bell Witch starts cackling and singing this super, like, upbeat, cheerful song about drinking brandy. And she won't stop until everybody leaves the cemetery. Oh, my God. So getting John out of the way, because he was clearly one of her two primary targets, Mm -hmm. was a big move for her. Mm Mm-hmm. So then she didn't need to really, it wasn't really like she super tormented anybody but him and Betsy in the first place, but she didn't even really need to like be freaking anybody out anymore because it was obvious that Elizabeth Bell was the only person remaining to her to fuck some shit up for. Like she was the only one that she really cared about. Um, And so after John died, essentially everyone else was left alone, but... Sometime in 1920, mm-hmm. Betsy got engaged to a man named Joshua Gardner. Hmm. And the Bell Witch did not like him. Don't know why. He was just one of those people for her. Okay. But she made it very, very clear to Betsy that she didn't like him. She would constantly tell Betsy that she didn't like him, that they shouldn't be together, that they couldn't be together, that she was going to like fuck him up, like do shit to him. All this crazy shit. Um, And so they stayed engaged until Easter of 1821. Mm -hmm. But Betsy was so afraid after her father having died at the hands of this witch. Yeah. And being somebody that she hated so badly. And as obvious as it was that she hated Joshua just as much. She was so afraid that the Bell Witch was going to kill him that she ended their engagement. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I can't believe she did that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so that was that was fucked. Um, and she actually ended up in a relationship then that same year mm-hmm. with a man named Richard Powell, who actually had been the children's teacher at oh. one point. So he was her teacher first. That's kind of creepy. He's but, super you know. creepy. And he had always kind of like shown an interest in her from the time that she was really young. Ew. But now he was available to like openly court her because she wasn't engaged anymore. Um, and like they did end up getting married and everything. But the whole timeline of that happening, uh, it caused some people to speculate like that maybe somehow he was behind some of it mm-hmm. because he really didn't like her engagement to Joshua either, obviously, yeah. um, and was very vocal about that. But, like, it just doesn't make sense. The whole timeline of events leading up to that point, like, yeah. she didn't even know him in 1817. Interesting. So it, yeah. So that was discredited pretty fast. But anyways, in April of 1821, 
After they broke off their engagement, mm-hmm. the Bell Witch told Lucy Bell, John's widow, that she was leaving, but that she would be back in seven years. Okay. So. Where's she going? On vacation? I don't like, know. She just said, deuces y'all, I'm out for seven years and I'm, I'm going to be back. Like, thank God. Like, thank God. <laughs> thank God. So. You can unclench your butt cheeks. I'm going to be gone for seven years. I'm for seven years. So in 1828, she comes back as promised. Mm-hmm. And she spends the majority of this visit talking to John Jr., who, as we remember, he was a critic. Like he yeah. hated her, would yell at her, curse at her, whatever. And she loved him because she could have intelligent conversation with him and because he always was standing up to her and whatever. So he he was talking to her like the whole time that she was there and they were talking about like life and religion and spirituality and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> And then this bitch predicts the Civil War. What? To him. Like, she tells him that it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and a whole bunch of other, apparently, a bunch of other historical events, but none of them were documented. Okay. Um, so she stays for three weeks this time, and then she says, I'm going to come back in 107 years and visit John Bell's most direct descendant. Um, what's up with seven? 107. I don't know. Seven I have years. no idea. So, word of this promise of hers is passed down through the generations, because, like, whoever it is mm-hmm. has got to be warned, yeah. right? So, in 1934, the year before this is supposed to happen, Dr. Charles Bailey Bell, who is John's great-great-grandson and closest living descendant, mm-hmm. publishes a book about the Bell Witch, trying to raise awareness about her returning. Okay. But if she did come back... It wasn't documented. Oh, my God. There was never a follow-up to the book. He was never on record in 1935 saying anything. He would never talk about it. Nothing. So, there are a lot of people who believe that she never did come back, and there are a lot of people who believe that she didn't ever leave the Bell Farm in the first place. Mm, Fuck. She was Um, just quiet the whole time. Yes. So, now... Mm -hmm. That was the last, like, documentation of her. Okay. That there was. Like, the last encounter that anybody ever had with her, if it even happened. Of course. Um, regarding the Bell family. And so, now, if you are in the area, like, of the Bell farm, apparently you can hear people talking, and you can hear, like, kids laughing and playing, and sometimes you'll see candle lights in the fields. Um, and you can't really take pictures there, because apparently there are lots of, like, orbs and misty stuff and, like... Jesus Christ. ...figures that you can see in pictures. Well, we're um, going now. Like, <laughs> we're going. Can we go <laughs> So, it's, you know, not 100% confirmed whether any of that's related to the Bell Witch or not, because maybe she's gone and never came back. Um, but whatever it was, the torment of the Bell family is, yeah. is still kind of just a phenomenon, because... Nobody knows what happened to to the Belt Witch. Like, why? Like, where did she come from? Who who the fuck is she? Like, so there's one theory, and this is according to people used to ask her a lot, "Who mm-hmm. are you, and what do you want?" And she wouldn't respond to them because it would be almost like a power play for her. Like, and I don't have to tell you, of course. Um, but there was someone. Who And I didn't get into him. There's a little backstory on him, but it's not really relevant to the story as a whole. But he was um, involved in the church with John. Mm-hmm. 
And so he asked her, who are you and what do you want? And it was the only time ever that she responded to somebody. And she said, I'm just the witch of old Kate Bell. Kate Bell? I'm sorry, Kate Batts. I'm just the witch of old Kate Batts. And she said that she was there to torment old Jack Bell, her nickname for, for John, to his last breath. Oh, my God. Whoever this Kate Batts bitch is... Poor, hated his guts. So nobody super knows who she was. That's the funny thing about it. Like, there is record, I guess, of a Kate Bats living in the area, like, at the same time as them. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was kind of an outcast member of the community because she was poor and, like, did a lot of physical labor. And yeah. she ended up getting paralyzed. Um, Interesting. So she she couldn't really... Do. Like involve herself in the community in a in a farming community in you know the early 1800s. But it's just like I'm sure they speculated that it obviously that it was her. But they did, yeah, they did. They speculated, but they couldn't that confirm it, was her it. And they couldn't confirm it, and they couldn't figure out why it would be her or what it would have to do with her. Interesting. Um, so nobody super knows what's going on. Um, and there are a lot of theories that have come up, and a lot of them that have been debunked, and there are no like philosophers, researchers whatever that mm-hmm. that fully agree on one theory um but the one thing that they do all always come to an agreement on is that something unnatural had to have been there yeah there was just too many accounts there were too many accounts, too much too documentation yeah exactly wow um, dude so don't know nobody knows who she was where she came from where she went but that is the that's the story of the, the, bell, story witch. Of the bell witch holy shit dude well, we're going. We're going to try to go to the Bell Farm. I think that we should go, and then we should videotape we'll ourselves going. We'll update y'all if we do it. We'll update y'all. We might up like if we go, we'll videotape it. Yeah, and definitely. we'll we'll upload it to our Facebook page because that would be insane. Well, if you guys enjoyed this story, um, we're going to be uploading every Wednesday now. I think that's what we've decided our um, upload schedule is going to be. Um, yeah, so uh, we will see you all later. Bye.